We don't have to wait. Segment 2, New Age. Society is part of the solution. Introduction. A revolution in France. On Parshas Vayeshev 5752, the Rebbe discussed the Alter Rebbe's view that the freedoms granted by the French Revolution of 1789 would be harmful to Yidden. Though it would grant Yidden liberty and prosperity, it would result in a weakening of Torah and Mitzvahs. So completely did the Alter Rebbe seek to distance himself from France that he refused used to live under French occupation during their 1812 invasion of Russia. As the French army approached Liadi, the Alter Rebbe departed rather than live under French rule. Over the years, the Rabbeim viewed France as inconducive to Yiras Shamayim and invested little effort in Afotzas Hamayonis there. Yet, it is astounding to see how much has changed in the last century. Today, France, and especially Paris, is a center of Torah and Yiddishkeit, with many institutions of Torah and Tefillah, including yeshivas and Chabad houses. Sfarim of Torah and Hasidis are published in France and the country has become a center of Hafotzas Hamayonis. The Rebbe explained that this is a symptom of Mashiach's imminent arrival. As we approach the era when the world will be revealed to be one with Hashem, more and more countries that formerly had few Jews and fewer Jewish institutions are emerging as centers of Torah and Yiddishkeit. This curriculum presents the conceptual progression from a world that seems to be separate from Hashem to a world that is one with Hashem. Overview of Segment 2, New Age, an integrated approach. The fusion of Maila and Mata, the above and the below, godliness and worldliness, is a central principle of Hasidus. Last month, we learned about this synthesis within the person, the fusion of Nefesh Bahamis and Nefesh Elikis, body and soul. This month, we will learn about it on a global level. There is a school of Jewish thought that argues that holiness can only flourish when we are segregated from worldliness. This is clearly at odds with the approach of Hasidus, which views Dira Betachtonim as the principal goal of Torah and Mitzvahs, and of creation itself. There are innumerable stories of the Rabbeim making holy use of seemingly mundane and perhaps even negative objects. For example, the Rebbe called the largest Jewish children's organization in the world, Tzivis Hashem. He used the ranking system of an army, an institution dedicated to violence, to incentivize children to do mitzvahs. The Rebbe once instructed artist Michael Schwartz to create a true-to-life character for talks and tales about which adventurous stories could be written in serials similar to the Dick Tracy comic strip. Instead of shying away from anything that smacks of secularism, the Rebbe leveraged it as a tool to teach Torah and spread Yiddishkeit. We don't need a greater illustration of this concept than the fact that the Rebbe's Fabrengens were featured on cable television. Similarly, the Rebbe made use of satellite digital communication to stream Hanukkah Live, simultaneous Hanukkah lightings around the world addressed by the Rebbe. The Rebbe explained this on two levels. A divine instrument. The first explanation is that Hashem created the world for His glory. This means that everything in this world is inherently designed to serve Hashem. It is true that we have free choice and can use certain things inappropriately, but that doesn't change their inherent nature and purpose as instruments of holiness. Just because serials were used to tell secular 
unpopular and perhaps also inappropriate stories doesn't mean that they can't be put to good use. Even as the Rebbe admonished Hasidim to eschew television and not allow them into their homes, he made Jewish use of them for those who own them. Total convergence. As deep as this explanation is, it barely scratches the surface. The true reason for the synthesis of worldliness and godliness is that they are inherently one. The world is not an instrument for godly use. The world and godliness are one. This is a profoundly Mashiachdika idea that the Rebbe discussed at length throughout the years of his Nasius. On the surface, there can be no greater contradiction than the world and holiness. When you pass by an army base, for example, where soldiers are trained to kill, you don't associate it with holiness. But the essence of Avedes Habirurim is to refine and uplift the lowly world, including its lowest parts. How is this accomplished? The Rebbe outlined a four-step program. The four steps. One, the first is to go to war against the world, eat only for holy purpose, conduct our business strictly according to halacha, etc. This way, the food that we eat and the business that we conduct are conduits of holiness. The problem with this approach is that they are only holy because we impose our holiness on them. Otherwise, the world would remain worldly and lowly. This is why Hasidus introduces the second stage. Two, the second stage is to purify the world peacefully through Torah study. When we learn in Torah about kosher and treif, they are revealed to be part of Torah. They are no longer worldly. They are godly. Our Torah study bathes them in an aura of holiness that weakens their worldliness and makes them holy. The drawback is that they are only consistent with holiness because we uplift them from their lowly state. In their lowly state, there is still a gap between them and Hashem. This is why Hasidus introduces the third stage. Three, in the third stage, we learn Hasidus, which discusses holy subjects such as the Neshama and Hashem. This reveals the inherent truth about the world, that everything is part of Hashem, that the world itself is drawn to godliness. This occurred in the era of Shleime HaMelech, when the nations were drawn to the Beis HaMikdosh, and the world's greatest scholars and dignitaries were drawn to Shleime HaMelech. Four, Mashiach is the fourth stage. When Mashiach comes, the essential truth about the world will be revealed in every place and in everything. We will not need to leave our lowly state to perceive our godly truth. We will see with our physical eyes that the true identity of every created thing is Atzmus Umohus, the very essence of Hashem. Living with Mashiach. This is the element of living with Mashiach that we will learn this week. To live with Mashiach means to perceive the world today as it will be perceived when Mashiach is here. To see the world as part of Hashem and to reveal Him in every aspect and feature of the world. When we pass by an art gallery, for example, we consider how art might be used for Avedis Hashem and Afosas Hamayonis. Can we organize a Jewish art exhibition? Can we invite an artist to lecture on bringing still lifeless scenes to life? Might art be used as a moshel when we teach Hasidus? We need to realize that if we can't find a proper application, the fault is in us, not the art gallery. This is the true reason that Rebbe perceived every feature of the world as a tool to serve Hashem not only because it was created for Hashem's glory, but also because it is itself part of Hashem. There is no gap whatsoever between the world and Hashem. The Shlichus Enterprise. This convergence is illustrated and accomplished most profoundly by the Rebbe's Shlichus Enterprise.
enterprise. For years, the Rebbe's shluchim moved permanently to places around the world and became part of the community. It was always understood that the purpose was for the shliach to have a permanent influence on their community. On Parshas Vayeshev 57-52, the Rebbe revealed that there was a deep Mashiachtika concept involved in living permanently in one's Makam HaShlichus. If shluchim would visit for a while, they might have a tremendous impact, but it would be from the outside. The place itself, its culture and customs, would not acclimate to holiness. A Mashiach approach is to reveal that the unique characteristics of every location, its climate, culture, habits, and norms are all features of Elikus. Each is a touchpoint for Torah and Mitzvahs, a platform for the dissemination of Yiddishkeit. This can only be achieved by Shluchim relocating permanently to every part of the world. The Shluchim teach Torah through the local language, dialect, idioms, and culture. They utilize popular features of local custom for holiday and educational programming. Thus, the whole world is revealed to be one with Hashem. No place is too distant, lowly, or unholy. Every place in the world can be a unique center of Torah, consistent with its unique mannerisms and culture from which Torah can be taught to the entire world. Thus, the Shlichus enterprise is revealed by the Rebbe to be not only a means to bring Yidden to Yiddishkeit, but also a program to prepare the world for Mashiach, taking liberties. This is why France has undergone such a transformation over the last century. The liberties that the Alter Rebbe foresaw to be dangerous to Yiddishkeit were only dangerous because we were mirrored in a gullus state. As the era of Mashiach approached, the world's true nature began to emerge. Thus, today, we are free to live as we choose, and it is not a threat to our Yiddishkeit. Instead of viewing our liberties as freedom from Torah and Mitzvahs, our liberties grant us the freedom to choose Torah and Mitzvahs. Today, millions of Jews live in democracies around the world that grant their citizens freedom. More and more, people are choosing of their own volition to embrace Torah and Mitzvahs. This is the greatest indication that Mashiach is about to be revealed. Let's live with Mashiach today and merit to see Mashiach revealed. End of Lesson Introduction